Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now yesterday morning I was invited to go on the Seaside Show by Motorino with uh, one of my old mates, Clacker. We had a fantastic chat, all things footy, and also spoke about my journey a little bit as far as podcasting, social media, all that sort of stuff. So we had a really big chat about footy, went for about 30-40 minutes or so, diving into a heap of topics heading into Supercoach Finals. All you footy heads out there, you'll absolutely love that chat. I've actually split it into two. We've got the footy chat today, then we've got that social media side of my journey sort of side that'll be dropping tomorrow so I know you'll all be keen on the footy so you can have a listen to that today it's a cracking chat really enjoyed this one with Clacker uh, and then if you are keen uh, you can listen to part two tomorrow more so talking about the social media side some of my structures that I put in place around my podcast and uh, how I've sort of done things a little bit differently as well so that might not interest everyone but that'll be available tomorrow as well the full podcast is available on the Seaside show by Motorino obviously the Motorino the boys are doing some sensational work uh, based out of North Bondi uh, making some unreal kits here I'm sure that once you go and have a look at them you will notice that a lot of the Roosters boys and a lot of the NRL players in general are wearing their gear around so they're doing sensational things diving into the podcast game which is unreal just makes it even better for me so here's our footy chat that we spoke about yesterday and uh, stay tuned tomorrow if you want to have a listen to the social media side of things and the strategy side of things behind my social media and my podcast that'll be dropping tomorrow let's kick it off let's Legends. Do you want to go to the seaside? Here live on the seaside with the rugby league guru. Hey, thank you yeah. for having me on. It's an honor. All right, waiting out as we fade out. Fell in love on the seaside. What's happening, everyone? What's happening, Motorino Seasiders? Welcome to the Seaside. I'm brought here live with the Rugby League Guru. What's happening, my dog? Baker, thanks for having me on, brother. It's uh, It's been a while since I've seen you just quietly. I know, I know, I know. It has. Fuck. What's been happening, mate? Moving up in the world, brother. Big things happening on your end of the social gang. Yeah, no, we're getting there slowly, mate. Uh, just another footy nut like yourself that uh, lives and breathes it and 
slowly turning it into uh, a career, which is uh, a little bit scary, but it's been exciting, oh, mate. mate. It's, uh, yeah, where we were talking before, it's just such a good time to be in social media and everything. Everything's changing and it's a bit of a scary time in the world at the moment, but people just need content constantly. So it's, uh, it's a pretty good bro. spot to land in. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, well, you've definitely made some really big moves in the last few weeks, which we were discussing earlier, which is um, it's cool to see because coming from my position and I know like kind of the hours you've got to put in and how long it actually takes to just be in the fight, staying in the fight and then popping off into some big podcasts with like Den and Ice and stuff. It's a pretty um, – it's a big hats off moment to you, man, to, for hanging in that fight. And um, keep, But you've been putting out some good content, so it's just fucking good to see and I feel proud for you, dude. Yeah, no, it's unreal, mate. And it's sort of, uh, you know, we talk about the overnight success that's actually, you know, it's a couple of years before it that no one really sees. And, you know, I've, yeah. I've got a heap, heap more followers over the last few weeks that have messaged me and said, oh, I've been listening to the last four weeks of podcasts. I love them. And I'm sort of sitting there going, fuck, you got another two years up your sleeve there. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it's been unreal. And, you know, sitting with Denon and Finchie, uh, I, so yeah. sort of, I was talking footy. It's, it's been great. Sort of that, uh, that new sort of alternative media and to be a part of that, it's, uh, it's exciting times. Bloody oath, mate. And that's something we will get into. But um, it's the eve of, well, it's finals week, round one. But um, before we, I mean, what do you call it? First round of finals, yeah. Before we go any further, mate, how did you find season 2021? Mate, it's been a really interesting one. You've obviously got the rule changes. You've obviously got COVID. There's been just so much going on. And uh, I thought it was really interesting last year. We had the rule changes. Everyone loved them. Uh, then we had a preseason and uh, the best coaches, mm. they took their teams and they took advantage of the rules. I mean, are you surprised at all that these top teams are at the top? You know, you got the Roosters who are missing a world of players. They're still up there. Mm. Craig Bellamy's up there. The Panthers are up there. Uh, I think it just showed the divide in the great coaches and the good coaches in this competition mm. here. And uh, you know, I'm not sure if I've ever been more excited for a final series because – we are just seeing the best of the best just going head to yeah. head. Um, it's going to be unreal. I can't wait. Well, you got big Desi up there as well, who's been kind of lingering around. Not Well, hasn't been spoken about, but he's got a few chips under his belt and has done a fucking good job in the past, got the doggies to the finals. So seeing him back there again, like you're saying, with the Bennetts, with the Bellamy's, with Robbo, it's like, oh, yeah, it is kind of the goats at the top a bit, hey. Yeah, and it's one of those things with Desi too. Like everyone's talking Tommy Turbo, but – Mate, all the other guys in that squad, like Morgan Harper, uh, Schuster, Brad Parker, like he has got the absolute best out of everyone mm. in that squad. Uh, mm. To bring Kieran Foran back, that's probably one of my favorite storylines yeah. this entire season. See, seeing Foz and Chez back together is just unreal. Yeah, bloody oath. It's like everyone's got a soft spot for Foran, hey. And it was like I was obviously following the doggies a bit when Napa was there and you just can't, you wanted to just you wanted to see him play well. Like he's just such a tough player and – been around for so long but yeah just in a good system now finding his feet it's just good to see hey and it's one of those situations where it's not very often he's not playing well it's just his body's just constantly letting mm. him down like if you would have said to me at the start of this year if, you know Foz will play 20 plus games I probably would have laughed at you to be honest with you but yeah it's just been one of the best narratives to see him come back and to see Turbo in the form he's in um I mean Pretty crazy for, hey oh for me bro I, I don't think I've ever seen anything better like we obviously you reckon it's better than Hano 9 I do, yeah, I really do. I think that oh, the, the the only like counter argument to it is that Hayne, you know, when you look at the side he was playing with, you know, he didn't have a mm. chairs, he didn't have a Foz, but mate, I just think what Turbo's doing at the moment, and he also went to State of Origin and was the best player there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, like he's he's yeah. cracking hot form, hey. Oh, mate, and he's 
you know, you, you, you know from playing footy, like, yeah, the stuff he's doing, he's he's just jumping in at first receiver and just going at A defenders. If, if he can see that there's someone in the ruck he can get the better of, he just puts himself there. He's like, he's playing like almost the best form of like selfish football you can, but Manly need it. Yeah. It's unreal. Manly, just, why wouldn't you do? Like you, yep. you're in the clutch. You want your best guy to just like fucking give me that ball, dog. Let me do this. Like, why do I want my front rower doing it when I could probably do it just as good? And I remember there was a point there with Hayne. You're like, bro, you could play him at front row and it'd just be yep. sweet. Like... Yeah, yeah. Suppose, um, sort of yeah. like back to when we, when when we were kids. Like you'd watch Joey and Freddie, and if the forwards weren't weren't um, winning the middle, they just go and win it for them. And Turbo's doing mm. that at the moment. It just yeah, just play off the back and just, spine. It's crazy. Mm, it's good to see, mate. Any um any twa- good takeaways from this season thus far? Stuff you've liked. Uh, so, well, obviously we, we just spoke about uh, the Manly Seagulls. They've probably been one of my favourite storylines, but. Your boys, the tricolors, uh, for them yeah. to do what they've done this year, I think it's been so impressive. It says the world about Trent Robinson. Sam Walker's been a great story. I think people forget that because of COVID, Sam Walker didn't play rugby league last year. So it's yeah, like it's he's pretty gone crazy. From, it's missing it, like, a years of development almost. It's like crucial years as well. Key years of, of development as a half. I mean, you look at all the all the young halves in rugby league, they're all struggling realistically. Sam mm. Walker comes in off a year of no rugby league and does what he does. Like I understand he's in a good system, but that good system is missing nearly all the key pieces that make them what they are. I think it's incredible. I think it's a real credit to Trent Robinson. Um, yeah. Big time. I think uh, obviously the Roosters not the most popular club in rugby league and God this year has upset a few people, hasn't it? I know it's kind of good to, yeah, we're just getting some fucking love, which is nice. Like everyone's like, Oh, you guys are just, you fuck Sally cat, whatever bull crap. But then it's just like, no dude, like Robbo's a king and like the, the, the amount of respect they have for Politis and it all trickles down that kind of culture and like understanding of one another. Now it's really showing when you've got like 20 debutons playing. Oh, mate, I'd love to see of all the teams running out this weekend, the actual players on the field, how much money they equate to because the Roosters yeah. would have to be the lowest by a country mile. It'd be it a is, big gap, hey? Oh, mate, it would be huge, I reckon. Like, outs, like outside of Teddy... And, and probably Angus, that's it for the Chooks. Like, it's, yeah. there, wouldn't, there, there yeah. wouldn't be anyone else over that 700, 800K mark, I reckon. It's sort of mm. got those, uh, those like, money balls sort of vibes to it, you know? It's, yeah, it's kind, kind of, of cool, eh? Yeah, it's great. It's a great story. I love it. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate for some of the teams at the bottom that, you know, no, normally if you're at the bottom, you say, oh, they had injuries this year. I mean, there's no excuse this year because you look over at the no. Chooks and what they're doing, it's... uh. It's a tough year it's to be shown. It's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, the comp's looking a bit weird. But, yeah, what about stuff you changed from 2021, you know, kind of things that you maybe would shift personally? Oh, I think it's been a, it's been an interesting year with all these blowouts, obviously. I, I personally think that it'll start to even out eventually. It's a, As I said, they, we came back this year after a preseason. The best coaches, they took all the best teams and they, they took advantage of these rules and they've worked them out. It always takes longer for the bottom teams to work them out. So I think it will even mm. up a little bit, but I mean, it's crazy. I was having a look at the ladder this morning and the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they finished third and I think they, they're on 42 points. Now they're third of the last 10 seasons. They would have been minor premiers on eight occasions. Really? Yeah. And the Manly Seagulls, they're fourth. They would have been minor premiers on two of the last 10 seasons. The Roosters at fifth, they would have still won. I forget what year it was, but they they did enough this year to win the minor premiership one other season as well. So it's... So people get... Teams are just losing too often, hey? 
Oh, mate, you look at the Gold Coast Titans. They're playing finals footy this year. They've, they've, they've got a 10 and 14 record. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it's, it's crazy. It's been a weird year. It has been a strange yeah. year. And the Titans of the Titans, I think they've played 12 games against top eight teams and they've beaten one of them all year, you know? So it's mm. just it's one of those seasons. It's just, yeah. I, I yeah, think it's close next year, but it's it's interesting. I suppose, yeah, COVID could definitely play on it. Like some of these teams with you, when you've got your Bellamy's and your Robbo's that have had a bit like a good coach's experience, been, been with a club for a while, know the system, shifting is changing some change like this, like rule change or COVID relocation. And it's only a small change and they can keep it going where it, if you're a new team, new club, you haven't established your culture with all these uncertainties getting thrown in the air, it would just make your job a whole lot harder. Well, mate, you're already on the back foot, hey? If you have a look at that ladder right now and you look at all the teams that are out, the Bulldogs, they came last. They got a new coach. Cowboys got a new mm. coach. Brisbane got a new coach. Tigers have had Madge for a couple of years. Warriors got a new coach. Dragons got a new coach. That's that's nearly all of the bottom teams that were new systems with a new coach with, you know, a bit yeah. of a hampered preseason. Like, it's obviously been a big advantage to have the same coach in the same system for a few years. Mm. Um, and you see that in other sports around the world. Like, the NFL is always massive for that. You know, a really good system, well-coached guys that are yeah. used to each other. So, yeah, no, it's been a really interesting year, mate. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the other narrative is Cameron Smith retires and Melbourne get better. I mean, yeah. What do you do? Like it's shits me, bro. <laughs> I thought it would. I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my mates from Queensland were giving it to me about Grant. We're like, we're not going to stop. And I'm like, oh, thank God he didn't play in Origin. But I like the cheese. But yeah, fuck. I just don't want Melbourne to win, bro. Don't want it. I, I think it's been interesting this year. Like, obviously, people you know dislike Melbourne because of the salary cap. They've been so successful. They've they've got so many likable characters down there. Yeah, Chief, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unster Fox, like, I think they're becoming harder and harder to hate realistically. Yeah, and even like the Hello Sports guys say that about the Chooks, they're just like, I don't know, we like all the players. They're all like kind of solid blues players, you know what I mean? But for an eternity, just Melbourne, just like, oh, God. I mean, even become like 2018-19 and Cameron Smith's potentially at the back end of his career and then he's just dart, darting out a dummy half, just giving me grief still. Retired from Origin, all this crap. But my like, bro, it's been like 15 years, man. Like, leave me alone, bro. You're killing me, dog. I was, um, I, I was thinking the other day that you could take Cameron Smith's career and you could split it in two. And I reckon mm. he's an immortal for the first half and the second half alone. When you combine yeah. them, it's just so for him to be doing what he was doing last year at age 36 in a game that's faster than ever that should have been moving oh. away from him. Unbelievable. It's crazy, man. He's, um, yeah, he's special. Very special. Um, where do you think the game needs to improve um, for next season, bro? Uh, I think for next season, a couple of changes I'd like to see, and they're, they're not major things, but uh, one thing that I've been saying for a long time, this this six um, this seven tackle set rule, if you kick it dead, I'd like to see a change where if you kick it dead from inside the red zone, so from the, from the 20 metres to the dead ball line, I don't want to see that be a seven tackle set. I think that they brought this rule in essentially because teams, when they were coming up against Hainsey and Slater, they just kicked the ball just dead instead of... Yeah. You know, I spoke to Jamie Sow the other day, and he said that round one of 2012, I think it was his first kick, he put it in the third row of the grandstand on the full and just went, okay, that's fine. We'll just get our defensive line set because they didn't want to deal with yeah. running back and Slater coming yeah. back. And So I understand why they made that change, but I just think yeah, the amount of teams that if they're up, you know, they'll just take a settler on the line on last tackle and hand it over there. I, I just think you want to move... 
more towards that entertainment side of things where you're putting For in. Sure, the edge grubber, and you don't really know what's going to happen with it. Hey, mate, oh fuck, I I still remember, and I'll never forget the moment I was at that 2013 grand final when Michael Jennings scored that try off the James Maloney <laughs> kick. I mean. <laughs> It's That's what you want, bro. It's ever. And, and halves are too scared to do that now. Yeah, it's such a big gamble. But even on the weekend, that Manly player diving out like and get and throwing it in. like There's, you know, in the one from Greg Inglis in the Century, the century um, Test match, these yeah, kind of moments yeah. that are just like, I don't know, you're diving, you're leaping. It's heroic, man. So would you just take it back to six tackles? Yeah, well, I think if you put a kick in from from within the red zone, so it's yeah. an, attacking ta- uh, an attacking kick, yes. But if it's from yeah. the 30 and you put it dead, you know, that's on you. I, I think you yeah, deserve that. We can live with that. I think the other yeah. one that I'd change too is if you're kicking a field goal, um, I don't think that should be a seven tackle set either, which, you know, players will probably start to take advantage of a little bit. But I just think, mm. if, when you, especially when you're in golden point, I mean, if you take a shot at field goal, you can work all your way down there. You can win the field position. And then you miss that kick by a meter to either side. All of a sudden you give a seven tackle set and, if you, if you don't win a golden point game on the back of a seven-tackle set starting from the 20, yeah. you've done something seriously wrong there, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. So I suppose – and it's only one tackle, but – so, like, when you're in attack, that one tackle can mean heaps. But if you've done a good job to get in that position, losing – getting – yeah, getting punished for an extra tackle seems like, I don't know, a bit harsh. Are they trying to do it just to encourage more, like, kind of try scoring and less of a field goal kind of dick off, or what do you reckon? Maybe. I mean, that's the other change I'd love to see. I I was talking to Denon Camp about a year ago, and he said to me, he said, look, I, I didn't. He, he didn't really grow up loving rugby league. He played soccer. He started league when he was, like, 15 or 16, and he's like – he said, the one thing I've never understood is why we have the field goal. And, I, and you know, the traditionalist in me sort of went, what do you mean? We love the field goal, you know? Yeah. And he went, yeah, but why? Like your entire game is built around scoring tries. Why in the biggest moments do we decide the game with something that's completely irrelevant for the whole, for the 80 other minutes? And I was sort of like, yeah. I don't hate that. The more I think about it and, you know, you, you look at Victor Radley at the moment, he's sitting on the sideline because he tried to do everything he could to win that game of football for his team. Oh. Like, there's so many penalties around the, the field goal that is just a nightmare. I think it makes referees' jobs harder. I, I would Yeah, like- they're always offside and shit. Like, And then you've got like four people standing in line at the play the ball anyway, and it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, and if I'm a referee, like I'd be so hesitant to call that offside because then the commentators are going to sit there and oh, watch it in super slow it's- motion and decide. Like, it happens so quickly. Yeah. The golden mm. try is probably something I'd like to see over golden point uh, personally. Yeah. But, um, Does it take too long? Do we need to do like a drop-off, like touch footy? Touch footy. <laughs> the old Queen's Park comp, eh? I was always the yeah. first off. That might shock you. But uh, <laughs> something that I'd love to see. Yeah, I, I think drop-off would be unreal. Then you'd have that strategy side to it, you know, or, yeah. or maybe you go for, you know, the extra 20 minutes, extra time. I'm not sure how you do it, but I just it's feel like – fucking God, long time, 20 minutes, oh, bro. Yeah, for sure. No doubt, but it's – I just I hate watching games that go for eighty minutes where these teams belt and bash each other. You score great tries, and then it comes down to who's who's going to keep well, the field yeah. goal. It just well, I mean, I soccer has it, bro. Soccer do the penalty shootout, Denon. Like you know what I mean? Like, it, but yeah. that's they do like twenty or forty minutes or whatever it is, and then it's like, well, someone's got to fucking win here, boys. It's literally that even. So you had all game to do it. I don't know, but, but at least in soccer, your objective all game is to kick the goal to and kick the a goal. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's sort of got that. Your objective in rugby league is to put the ball over the try line. You know, it's uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, and I, I think you'd get more entertaining rugby league if you had guys trying to score tries in extra time rather than trying to set up for a field goal. Like, mm. teams aren't even trying to get within 10 metres of the line. You, you've got to be at a certain spot. It's Yeah, yeah that's it's probably just, the change that I would make. It just changes. It's it's good at the end of a game when it's like 20 minutes and you're building towards it. and then you. But it is exciting as well. But yeah. it can just be like, oh, fucking hell, bro. But anyway, moving forward, bro, finals time. Um, who do you like? Uh, you're not going to like me, but I'm going Melbourne, mate. I've, uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a closet, not a Melbourne fan, but I just I love a good system. I love what the All Blacks do. I love what Melbourne does. I love what the Roosters have shown they're able to do this year. I think they're going to be a serious problem next year, obviously. But, mm. mate, for Melbourne, as I said, to lose Cameron Smith, do what they've done. I think the other thing here, too, is that, you know, obviously Craig Bellamy, he's well aware of his history in the game and, you know, he's won a heap of premierships before. He's never gone back-to-back, and he's never know, won a premiership without bro. Smith, Slater, or Cronk. And I think that matters to Bellamy. Fuck, yeah, good call. That's, I mean, obviously, there's – yeah, this is a new era for him, and he's obviously showing he can do it, but, like, can he do it? If he bloody – if they win back-to-back, it'll make, make our one look pretty crap. So I'm, I'm not barracking for him in the slightest. And, I mean, mate, it says so much about that Melbourne Storm system. If they do go back-to-back, I mean, the only two incredible are, are going to be the ones featuring Cameron Smith and Smith. It's, yeah. It's easy if that does occur. You're all right. So you uh, you think, you reckon Melbourne can win it? Yeah, I, I'm taking Melbourne, mate. Um, I just think that they, they, they look to me like a team that's just been waiting for finals footy to start for a few weeks now. I think Cameron Munster, we've seen nowhere near his best this mm. year. We know what he's capable of. I I just love this two punch of Brandon Smith and Harry Grant. I think it's so dangerous. Mm. You also haven't really seen them with their full front row rotation. You've still got to get Kamakamika. You've got to get Jesse Bromwich and Big Nelson on the field at the same time. Oh, I think that's oh, going to prove size, it's, mate. It's mate. good size, man. So I think that works well, like having Smith there, and he can kind of go from like hooker to lock, and then they've still got that mobility through the middle. And you've still got to find a spot for Nico Hines. Like you get, it's just there's so much strike in this team. It is crazy, and you know the guy that probably isn't talked about enough. Uh, their halfback, Jerome Hughes. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't know. He doesn't look like a halfback, but he is just he's he, so I, yeah. I played SG ball with him for a few games, and he was he was like a fullback and not a like outstanding player by any means, but just as I don't know that Melbourne system dude. They know how to fucking make it find a diamond in the rough. Craig Bellamy, man, like you, you, you look back two or three years ago, and Brody Croft was being called the next Cooper Cronk. Two weeks before finals, Wayne Bennett goes, "No, nah, I'm going to move my fullback to halfback." And you know, now we're talking about Jerome Hughes being one of the best halfbacks in the world, and we're talking about Brody Croft. People aren't sure if he's going to be up to playing in England. Like it's crazy yeah. how it has turned over the last few oh, years. It's kind of like what um I think it was it the Bennett that came out, and he was just like. The, when you're talking about, like, is there enough good players in the comp for growth? And he's like, there's enough. It's just not enough good coaches. And you're like, ooh, could be true. Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with, isn't it? I mean, as we just said, mm. you, you you look at that ladder and, you know, it's not really a knock on all those coaches. They're all young. They're inexperienced. But, I mean, you also look at this competition and how many of the coaches have actually achieved what they set out to achieve by winning a premiership. There's, like, four of them. Mm, it's crazy. It, it's, you know, it's Des, it's Wayne, it's Bellamy. Uh, it's Robinson. Uh, like, it's it's just great. Like, there are not many guys that have legitimately won premierships that have that experience in this in this competition. And then you look at the halfbacks, even, even less halfbacks. Mm, it's showing. 
That's for sure. So we'll see. What are your predictions for the first round of finals, dude? Uh, I've got... Oh, geez, this first game's really hard because you've obviously got Cameron Munster. There's an injury cloud around him. Hopefully, we'll know by the time people are listening to this whether Munster does play or not. But I'm going to take Melbourne to beat Manly uh, in the first game. Uh, I'd be a lot more confident if I knew Munster was playing, though. I think that Roosters-Titans game... I think you have to go with the Roosters there, don't you? I'm probably asking the wrong bloke, but uh, I think (laughs) that one. Um, I think this Panthers-South Sydney game is very interesting. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell's out. Mm. We're hearing the Blake Taffel jump into fullback. I'd I'd be really tempted to play Cody Walker at fullback and and bring Benji. Really? Yeah. 5'8", have that experience in the half. No, mate, it's finals footy. Like, it's a big test for Blake Taff. I, uh, you know, especially coming up against... Nathan Cleary, like the, the, those bombs that he's able to put up, I yeah, it's going to be a tough gig. I know a lot he's of people going to send him. Oh mate, he's going. <laughs> they're going to have a stamp on them. They're going to be flying. Fuck. That last one they did against um was it South? Yeah, and it was just like oh, it just made you feel sick. I was like, oh, they would be tough, man. He he essentially busted Josh Mansour's knee with these bombs. Like he was just in such disarray. It was poor bastard. Eh? And you got you know a lot of people saying, oh, Alex Johnson, he's the best under the high ball. But geez, I wouldn't be separating that combination on the left edge there. It's yeah. where they score all their points. So it's a hard one. It's terrible timing. Uh, or, or, or the uh, Latrell Mitchell stuff, obviously with South Sydney, mm. now, but achieved so much at the Roosters. Um, so I think I would have to go for the Penrith Panthers in that one. Yeah. That last game of the week's interesting. Parramatta taking on the Newcastle Knights. Um, I, I think you've got to go Parramatta, but I, I just yeah. love KP and the way he goes about his business with Piercy as well. But He's such a better play with Piercy there. Hey. Yeah. They I did that try I, around the back and just the ball, like Pierce just grabs, just fires the ball off straight to his hand, like chest, you know, and this is the difference that makes for KP. Yeah. And then he just can throw that big cutout. No one touches him. Like, they're, they're an unreal footy side. I just, I, I don't know. Parramatta, mate, I'm like, so hard to get a read on. They're just, mm. I just feel like they're, you know, we, we all bag the West Tigers for always being the ninth best team. I mean, Parramatta, they seem to be the fifth, fifth best team yeah. every year, you know, and, um, you know, it's much better to be the fifth best than the ninth best, obviously, but, but it gets old, dog. Oh man, you gotta you gotta change something, don't you? Like I just feel like yeah. I don't know. I feel sorry for their coach, Brad Arthur. I think people forget that, you know, when he walked into that system, they were coming last just about every yeah. year. He's done really well with them, but it's taken them to that next step that which is what you want to do essentially. Like you can only yeah, be happy would... with being relevant for X amount of time, you know? Yeah, it's a tough one to fix, man. Tough one to fix. Um, with the top eight this year, it's it's a bit. It's been a bit of a weird year. We've probably already touched touched on. Do you think just with some of those teams obviously not winning the amount of games that probably would have been required to make a top eight? Do you think it's all the changes in the coaches that have been the kind of the difference between the kind of top eight or even the top five or six compared to the rest of the ladder? I I think so, mate. I just as as you just said, the top five and six are just so good this year that. God, it's a tough gig for the other teams to even just try and keep up with them. Um, mm. I mean, I, I, I was having a look at the Gold Coast Titans. I think I mentioned it earlier. They, they've they only had one game where they've beaten someone above them this year, and it was the Knights. And it was at the yeah. start of the season without KP and Pierce. So your Titans who have, you know, a losing record and, you know, pretty substantial. They've lost four more games than they've won this year. And mm. like, if you have a look back, back to last year, the, the Cronulla Sharks, they finished eighth, and they were called the worst team to ever make the finals. Yeah. Just, I think the Titans have blown that out of the park. Yeah, yeah. 
playing some pretty inconsistent footy and stuff, hey? Oh, it's – and I mean, when you, when you look at how much the Raiders have underachieved and where they're yeah. – like, I, I, I think it's a travesty they're not playing finals footy this year. I can't believe <sighs> – What's what a bed shit fuck they played against us, dude. That was just like what? That was that was rubbish football. Yeah, I I I had them at the start of the season playing in the grand final. I just thought they had such an unreal system, so much depth, but I'm mm. lost for words what's happened at Canberra. It's crazy. To think they were playing you guys in a grand final two years ago. Yeah. Now they can't make the eight in possibly the easiest competition ever to make the top eight in. It's crazy. Yeah. It's what's happened, hey. But that just that last game, they could have. All they had to do is win. And, like, look, we're pretty under strength, but we didn't start well either. Yeah. And they just shit the bed. Like, it was just drop ball. It was just like, oh, my gosh, Raiders, what have you done? Well, mate, they've been doing it all year. They just can't handle mm. um, um, second halves. So I think they've given away a double-digit lead like eight times this year, which is mm. – now, in the modern game where momentum is so hard to turn, if, you, if you're up by – double digits and you got a half decent team, you should be able to get it home every time, which they yeah. do. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I think that um, the Pommy fellow that left John Bateman, I think he's just left a massive culture hole there. I think that they didn't realize how much he meant to them until he's gone. Hey, you lose, lose that one link, that one chain. And he's the mad dog amongst the English lads. And all of a sudden it's just loses that camaraderie a bit. Hey. Yeah. And then George Williams wants to go. Like I have mm. no doubt that John Bateman not being there had a, had a role in, in, uh, Georgie Williams leaving, and I mean, any team that loses their halfback during the year, essentially, for the, except for the Roosters, they're going to be in trouble, yeah. aren't they? Oh, bloody oath. Mate, what do you – so you reckon Penrith? Like, how do you reckon they'll go? They've kind of – I think the few losses for them, in the same way that maybe Melbourne lost, it's good. Like, I think in 2013, the Roosters had a loss or two coming into the finals, and you just kind of rejiggle, reset, bang, new, new – like, kind of a new comp, let's go. I think what's made this competition really interesting is where the top four teams have landed. Like, I personally think that out of Melbourne and Manly, whoever wins this game on Friday night, I think they go on to win the premiership because mm. the loser's going to have to play Penrith to get into the grand final. And it's going to mean you're going to have to play two grand finals. In it. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough game, hey. It is going to be a tough gig. You're And, you know, whoever wins out of Manly and Melbourne, they go to the other side of the draw and, I mean, out of all those other teams, like, of course, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, they're not going to be easy wins, but, God, give me either of those two sides over Manly or Penrith, you know. Obviously, yeah. those two teams, and who knows how many more players they'll be missing by then. They'll be more exhausted. They're all going to have mm. to play an extra game. So I, I think this game on Friday night could realistically decide this premiership, to be honest with you, because if you get Manly, if they win on Friday night and they've got an easy run to that grand final and they're fresh. Oh, it's, a, it's a different competition now, hey. Uh, it's, it, the, 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 the comp starts this week, let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I think this Friday night game is very important. The Panthers, though, another team that I feel like they're starting to get their troops back. They've just sort of – I feel like there's, there's about five teams in this competition that are just waiting for finals to start. Let's just get there and – Fucking go, yeah. Oh, I, I can't kind of saying that about um, Munster. It's kind of like he's no, you know, you're in that finals category. You're just knocking off teams left, right, and center. It's like, all right, now can we start like really turning it up? Hey, yeah, it's. I, I just feel like Munster has just been treading water for the last six months. Just wait, and That's then after he, after he lost Origin, that would have stung him as well. So I, I feel like Munster's in for a big final series here. Mm. Oh, I'm. Uh, look, I don't. Yeah, I just I think I'd prefer maybe Penrith to 
kind of take it out. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I fucking hate everyone. Oh, the trookies really don't know. <laughs> but Manly, Manly finishing fourth is pretty scary. Like, it'll be a big game. Oh, yeah, if you were mate, Penrith, you'd be but, happy but, with South, I think, at the moment. For Manly to be where they are, like, people forget they lost their first five games in a row. Like, yeah, it's for wild, them, hey. fourth is just unbelievable. And you consider how well the Roosters have done this year, all things considered. And for Manly mm. to jump on top of them, I mean, the Parramatta Eels, like, outside of Moses missing a few weeks after Origin and, you know, Reid Marnie being out recently, I mean, there's no excuse for them not to be in the top four. I think what Manly's done has been incredible. They've been good. I tell you, I think the Roosters have been really – Drew Hutchinson has literally made a world of a difference for the Roosters, kind of marching into these finals with a good performance. Like – he kind of came and I wasn't sure if he was just like a backup half or not, but now he's showing like he's a good football player. He's just needed some game time as well. And oh he's been a big reason to kind of piecing out like disjointed together, just having a good half, hey. Oh, mate, egg all over my foot. When you guys signed Hutchinson, I sort of thought, what on earth is that? Like this is a mm. this is a fringe first grade guy. Like, yes, Deb, yeah. he'll, play for, he'll play for North Sydney or whoever your feeder club is. But I think it's been really impressive what, Trent Robinson has done with him. Like the, the biggest thing that he brings is his left foot boot. It has just been massive all year. And it's meant that Sam Walker, it's taken so much pressure off pressure him, him. to do much kicking. It's uh, man, it's been a real master stroke. The balancing between those two halves. It's mm. been very, very impressive. Yeah. Looking forward to what jury can dish up for us, but yeah, because the thing they were saying when he had like a good game a couple weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, he was the captain of the under-20s and like New South Wales under-20s, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, so he's actually got some really good skills in him. He just kind of had a bad run through injuries. So it's good to see someone like that just kind of shine and maybe like a bit of a Nico Hines kind of situation where you just get the shot and really grab by the balls. I mean, he's always had that that pedigree, but he, I think he was one of those guys that injury as well, as you said, but he – you know, those guys that do well in Reggie's and they come through as a star, but they just seem to struggle to transition it into first grade. He always sort of mm. seemed like that guy to me. But, mate, as with those guys, always you find the right coach and he can get the best out of them. And there's no doubt that the he's found his man, hasn't he? Oh, it's good to see, dude. Good to see. So at the moment, we've got this kind of really strong kind of top four, five, six, I guess. Um, do you think the game could continually to head this way or do you think it will even out a bit next year? No, I definitely think it will even out. I think that you'll you'll now have all these teams that are down the bottom in the offseason. You know, it, it's obviously a copycat league now. They'll be watching these top teams, working out what they do. They'll, I think the gap will start to close. But, mate, it's always the smartest guys in the room that get the advantage and the smartest guys in the room are sitting up at the top of the table. And oh, I, I think it'll be very similar next year. I think the gap will close a little bit, but, you know, if, if there's anyone in the top four outside of Melbourne, Penrith, Rabbitohs, you know, Manly or Roosters, I'll be very surprised next year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah, it looked like it could kind of potentially go that way. Hey, but it's exciting times. Who is, so you're back in Melbourne. Not the Chookies, mate. Not the Chookies. I just think you're missing too many, man. I just... Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, like, I'm not, like, I don't think any of us really expect a, a premiership this year. Like. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a good finals run. I think it's good fin- we're, we're finishing fifth. So we get that kind of like round one. You're not playing Melbourne or something ridiculous like that. And just getting these guys a bit of experience coming into probably next year. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. 
If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, dude, we're going to jump into a little fast five. Now I'm going to give you two options. You just got to kind of give me one of the two. Usually yep. it's meant to be fast, but they end up just being good questions and I just want to hear your answers to them. Are you ready for this, bro? All right, let's shoot. All right, Freddie or Joey? Freddie. <laughs> my man oh, I probably am a little bit biased there mate I, I yeah. grew up in the same sort of area as you so the, the yeah. SFS every Sunday was uh, where I was got those vibes eh it's just oh, maybe we were kids so Sunday at footy was a good thing for your folks to take you to but SFS Sunday Arvo like I just like I remember it so many times eh oh mate and I'll always stand by it I, I think it's the best stadium you can see yeah. right. There is not a bad seat at the SFS. It, it was, especially yeah. back in the day, it was unreal. But Freddie, the impact on games that he had back then, especially like if you showed up on a Sunday, although when you got the news, Freddie was out, mate, all those internationals for the Roosters, they just crumbled. I've never seen mm. anything like it. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. But I still think my greatest memories from the early 2000s is when Freddie used to play Joey. Um, yeah. That was just muscle. Some good battles there, hey. Man, especially when the Roosters used to go up there, up to Marathon. Yeah. Uh, some of those old tapes are unreal between those two. Yeah, hectic, eh? All right, six again, not six again. I like the six again. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I think that it uh, it does make life hard for referees, but I, I like the fast-paced game that we've got, and I like that if you if you win the momentum, if you win the center third, you should get rewarded for it, and I think that it punishes teams that are on the back foot, but it obviously does contribute to this big gap between the good team mm. and the bad team. So I understand the arguments for it, but I think it is a good thing. Can they tweak it? Like if you are offside penalties in the fucking, t- in the, in the D zone, you're like kind of in the other, the opposition's 20. Cause that's yeah. the, that, that was what killing us origin three. just flying out of the line. Like you just get a six again, but you've, we've already fucked our momentum for the whole set. Yeah, so no, like no, getting I that agree. momentum back, it, it, it can be tweaked, and I think the, the the penalty does need to play more of a role. But I think for just slowing down the ruck and stuff, I really, I mean, it, it's funny with rugby league fans. Ten years ago, we all hated how slow the game was. The wrestle sucks. Like this has eliminated the vast majority of the wrestle. Mm. But we've got a new issue. You know, it's it's tough to work yeah. out. And, and as I, as I said earlier. No matter what rules you make, the smartest guys in the room, they're going to work out how to take advantage of them. I've always said that as soon as Craig Bellamy retires from coaching, the NRL should give him a blank check and just say, come help us. Yeah. Come and help us work this game out. We need you here, you know. (laughs) He's done a fucking good job. Um, Do you think the game needs to consolidate or expand? Uh, I think consolidate. Uh, I don't think we've got... Uh, and it was, it was a good point you brought up that Wayne said the other day about the coaching, but I mean, mate, there's just, there's less and less people playing rugby league at the moment, which is really concerning. I coach a Coogee Wombats team um, in the, in the South Sydney comp in, yeah. for under 16s. There's three South Sydney teams that are playing. That's, that's 60, 16 year olds that are choosing to play rugby league in South Sydney and the Eastern suburbs. We are combined with, where, where is everyone? You, I thought the South Sydney comp had that many people. Oh, mate, if you're under 10 years old, they do. But outside of that, they mm. don't. There's no 
you know, in our in our age group, there's Clovelly, uh, there's us, the Wombats, and then there's Newtown. That's it. Mm. There's no really? one. It's, it's it's scary out there, and no one's talking about it. But it's an issue, and obviously, uh, you know, it's not as bad out at Penrith and stuff. But yeah, out west. But there, mate. Uh, at the moment in the Eastern Suburbs, like I, I would be confident in saying in the under 16s there would be more AFL teams than there are NRL teams, without a doubt. Which is, I mean, if you would have said that ten years, like, do you remember when when yeah. we were in year 12 and stuff, nah, and the no AFL way. teams started to pop up? You were just like, what? What? Where? Where do you what even? What do you reckon? Like, wow. it's yeah, too many too many white guys not keen to play big Islanders, perhaps. <laughs> I hear that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, mate. I feel you, dog. I think, um, yeah, I think a bit of, I think, yeah, instead of expanding, I think just doing a better job of making the game more marketable and just like no one needs to live in the eastern suburbs to follow the Roosters and you're probably seeing that trend change more often than not. You know, you can just go for a team because you love them and then that's enough because the game's so accessible now. I'm like, dude, let's just worry about like really marketing it better and just really getting it out there as opposed to just thinking that, oh, this area needs a new team, like, the game's so accessible through the internet now. Like, you don't necessarily need that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, mate, like, I'm a, I'm a teacher. And I, I know last year I was teaching at a school in South Sydney and we had a rugby league gala day. And, mate, I didn't have enough kids that were in year five and year six to make a team. I had to convince other kids to play. But when AFL came, we had to turn kids away. Like, it's... Really? It's a scary proposition that no one's talking about. And the the local junior guys, they don't seem to be too worried about it. They sort of just say, oh, it's just how it happens. No one's playing footy, but I don't know. It's scary to me. It's a worry. Mm. Soft, mate. We don't want them anyway. <laughs> um, mate, the 2018 grand final or 2019? Uh, I would go... Good God. I was at both of them. I would say 2019, just being there for that moment of seeing someone go back-to-back was special. As I said, I love systems. I love champion players. So sending off Cooper Cronk a winner was um, unreal as well. But that 2018 grand final, that is the first time I've seen a Melbourne Storm team in a big game just go, we've got no answers. We Yeah, we, we rolled them, eh? Oh, mate, it, you, you guys bullied them that night. It was – I've never – and like – Yes, there's been grand finals where there's been bigger score lines, but Melbourne just had nothing. They were never in the mm. contest. It was it was yeah. unprecedented. Yeah, I I think I, eighteen just nineteen was so stressful because there was so much on the line. Like it, it, the experience was just so intense and like fucked that even when we won, it was like, oh, I don't even want to do that again. But eighteen was just we're rolling them and we're all just cheering like, and it was Melbourne. I was like, laters, bro. But fuck. Um, oh, I think as well, when I think back to that 2019 grand final being out there, the atmosphere of that Viking clap and everything and just yeah, a new sort of band, that was it was it was a special night, that one. It was crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that thing went around on the Viking clap. Everyone would be like, ooze. And then it was just going off. It was hectic. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, oh, I'd go 2019, but if you told me 2018, I wouldn't push back on you at all, you know? Draft system or no draft system? Mate, I've always gone no draft. I think selfishly having a draft day. I mean, like, I love the NFL draft day, sitting there for those couple mm. of hours, getting on the beers, barbecue and whatnot. I think it's unreal. But I just don't think we have the pathways. I mean, you're a guy that's come through that system, been in the 20s and stuff. I mean, we, we don't have the under-20s now. And 
Mm. All of the lower grade comps, they're not directly connected to clubs as well. So, and I like, I, I know a lot of people bag the Roosters because they buy players and whatnot, but like, you look at the way the Roosters do their junior system. As I said, right now in the under 16s, the Roosters have one team coming through, you know, the Play mm. Valley Crocodiles. Whereas you look at the Penrith Panthers and they've probably got 40 clubs coming through. And yeah, these are the Panthers are putting all this work into these juniors. And I mean, it comes down to pot luck, which one of them they, they keep. And I, if I was yeah, a Panthers, exactly I would, right. if I was a Panthers, I'd go, well, fuck it. I'm not going to put this much effort in. If the Roosters aren't going to do it, I'm not going to do it. If it's just mm. luck who I get, you know, um, which I think would be disappointing. And I think it would damage junior rugby league more than anyone could possibly anticipate. Um, I, I also feel sorry for like Brisbane, obviously, obviously a number yeah. of champions have come out of there and they put so much work into their junior rugby league. I love the idea of a draft, but I just don't think it would, it would work as people say, I, I, I had someone who, uh, who had a big argument with me during the year and they said, Oh, you know, if, if the team that came last last year had, Sam Walker this year that had changed their franchise forever and I sort of said yeah okay but would Sam Walker be the same guy in a different system no, no way bro like it, it you can compa- be just down the bottom and might never actually it's such a different game foot it's yeah. so physical like losing and being on the back foot because you're lo- when you lose more you defend more and you're just always on the back foot there's just no front foot footy and like you just wouldn't develop and you're just seeing it game after game with different players coming through good systems and killing it I said to him, I said, mate, I'm telling you right now, if eight years ago, Ash Taylor arrived at the Sydney Roosters instead of the Titans, we're talking about Ash Taylor as one of the best halves in the game for me. It just comes down Mm. to where you land and Sam Walker, he's been lucky. He has been lucky. He's earned that opportunity to be in that good system. But if he came down to a draft, I mean, mate, if, if I'm Sam Walker and I'm Sam Walker's family and he got drafted to the Bulldogs or something, I'm saying to him, mate, don't do it. Don't like... Just, just just sit yeah. for a year and then go somewhere else. Then you have those issues. You've also then got tanking issues. I mean, do, do we want to comp with tank? Like, I love the NFL, but, God, it shits me at the back end of the season when you can tell teams are trying to get a draft pick next year that mm. they hope it's going to turn it all around. I, I, I love the draft idea on paper, but when you think about it a little bit deeper, uh, it's a no-go for me. I, I don't think we're prepared for it. All right. Last one. Teddy or Turbo? Oh, I've always said Teddy's the better fullback, Turbo's the better footballer, but, mate, I, I think I have to fall on my sword this year just quietly. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. what Turbo's done this year has been unbelievable. And, you know, that's not taking anything away from Teddy. I think this is something that we we, we get very emotional about in rugby league. That, we don't mate, need to, do we? It's no, you don't need good. to. No, and, mate, I guarantee you, as soon as I put this podcast up, I'll, I'll have people message me going, Freddie over Joey, you serious? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, you know me saying that I like Freddie over Joey doesn't take anything away from Joey, right? Like, yeah, we know what Joey did, bro. Yeah, we know what Joey knows. He's a champion. Like, And I, I think it's yeah, the same with yeah. this Teddy Turbo one. I mean, Teddy has proven his worth. He will still be the Kangaroos fullback, the New South Wales fullback, until yeah, he retires, exactly right. essentially. Um, but I think it's hard to go past Turbo. I still kind of agree with the Turbo is the better footballer, Teddy is the better fullback. I think as a fullback specifically, Teddy, um, you know, his awareness and where he is all the time is right. Is the, the, the best fullback in the game, but turbo, mm-hmm. he's just got stuff that you can't, you can't coach. You can't teach. You can't yeah, defend. It's just good. It's football, just eh? Yeah. It's, it's, and I mean, if you put James Tedesco right now, the way that he's playing into any other season ever in rugby league, I think he is the best fullback, you know? 
Yeah, he's done a fucking good job for the Chooks, man. Just carried the boys in a way, hey. Oh, mate, and he's had to he's had to adapt his game so much. Like he never used to jump into first receiver. He never used to have a little kicking game to him. His passing mm. has excelled unbelievably. He's just he's been doing it all this. Oh, I feel really sorry for James Tedesco and Cody Walker this year because. If Turbo didn't exist, we're talking about these two having one of the great seasons, you know. It's yeah, just yeah. – yeah, it's crazy just how good Turbo has been that it has just ballooned so far past these yeah, other yeah. guys. I tell those manly boys, I'm like, he's just got to do it for another four or five years, bro. 